What's up everybody? Ninja Turtle Cup. Boom, look at that. Still mastering this part. Okay. Anyway, what's going on? Howie Spangler here. We're going to call this uh, episode number 159 of the Tales from the Green Room podcast. It's informal this morning. Whatever. I have purple hair. So you got to use purple shampoo when you uh, when you bleach your hair uh, because you end up with like some, the toner doesn't, if the toner doesn't take all the way, like you end up with like a, like a brassy or orange color throughout. So you got to use some purple shampoo and on the ends, it shows even more because I fried, this is from back in July last year when I fried my hair, leaving it on too long. So it's like almost white. The purple shampoo comes out <laughs> even more. And the rest of it looks pretty good, I think. Anyway, it's punk rock, whatever. So what's going on? Yeah, figured uh, I would use this this episode to talk about uh, the past weekend of festival shows and what a shit show they were. It was, it was pretty, uh, it was stressful. It was very stressful. If I'm being honest, it was like, so like when you do fly dates, I hate doing fly dates because really for this exact reason, this weekend was so, it just felt so chaotic and it just wasn't uh, as fun as it should have been, as it could have been. We were, you know, we only, so, okay. Let's, let's take, let's rewind. Let's go back. Let's talk about Friday. Friday uh, the 14th, we did Buds of Palooza in Phoenix, Arizona. And I was already there for a couple days because I did a video shoot with my friends, The Expendables. Um, we just dropped a song together uh, last week. So go check that out. It's called OG One of a Kind. It's really cool, like classic Expendables, like punk rock, reggae tune. So if you're into that kind of thing, shreddy guitars and cool reggae grooves, go check that song out. It's available. You know, I'll put a I'll put a link right here. You guys can check it out. Anyway, so I was already there for a few days doing that, and then met the guys at the hotel Thursday night. My guys, everybody, every, the rest of my guys flew in, and next day Friday we headed over to the festival grounds and got you know got situated. Uh, they had like a backstage area, and apparently, I mean, it was like Punisher Central. And if you guys don't know what a Punisher is, it is someone who won't leave you alone basically just won't stay out of your space and like i'm all for you know talking to people and and saying hello and you know greeting and things like that chatting it up you know but like when we're backstage the whole point of backstage is to be away from all of that and to be able to collect your thoughts and get ready for the show and not be stressed out. And like, for me personally, I don't like to talk before the shows. I don't like to, you know, do too much conversation because I don't want to, you know, blow my voice out or, you know, you know, I don't really drink before the shows. I, I just, I kind of lay back and chill and I'd rather be like playing a video game or, you know, on the Steam Deck or, or like, you know, or just sitting there watching a video. I don't know, just not being bother feeling feeling like i have to entertain that's the whole point of backstage but some people got some uh vip wristbands um somehow and felt like that was free reign to just visit every tent we saw a guy taking beers out of our cooler you know and other bands coolers stuff like that so if you get the vip wristband at these festivals somehow that doesn't mean you can go drink the band's beer or, you know, had a guy with his like camera in my face a few times. Like, hey, what's up? Hey, you know, you ever, you ever had that? Like, you ever had someone walk up to you and go, hey, man, say, say smile. You know, like, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. And I get it, you know, but there was no security backstage. It was just weird. We, we took our backpacks, like, put them in the Expendables room while they chilled during our set. Like, we put them in their trailer, like, or their tent, um, you know, just stuff like that. So it's like, it just gets a little, it's a little frustrating. So anyway, so we only had 20 minutes 
and the show was running behind every bit with every band that came on because they only had 20 minutes to get set up between the bands so you know things don't go according to plan sound isn't right so people people are scrambling all over the stage and plugging things in and troubleshooting and it's just it becomes a big chaotic mess now for us when we do fly dates we do something called backline we backline our gear meaning we have the festival or the event or whatever the promoter order a bunch of gear like a drum kit you know keyboards you know wireless gear stuff like that things that we can't necessarily fly with uh, because it would be a lot of gear to to move which would be like impossible and also it would get expensive uh you know with all the bags and stuff so you backline gear and this this is a very common thing that happens every at every festival there's like a house drum kit basically for the whole day and things like that um, anyway so i'd say i'd say at least half the time that that we do these fly dates um we don't get the things that we ask for maybe it's the level that we're at maybe we're you know we're not like some big big band yet you know but i like to think that we're like a mid-tier thing but so we don't always get the gear that we need. So so like we needed uh, wireless mics and wireless guitar systems. And then we asked for 30 to 50 foot instrument cables to run from our, because we brought, we brought our pedal board. So like I have, I have a Kemper guitar amp. It's like, it looks like a big pedal board, but that's my amp. So I can carry it on the flight. I, you know, I put it in my suitcase. It's, it's very nice, very convenient. And I have all my tones and it's, it's wonderful. Uh, it's wonderful when it's hooked up properly and everything's working. So we had a, a local crew guy that's worked with, worked with us before. He's he's he lives in Arizona, so we had him come out and meet us. And he hasn't worked with us in a long time. Our shows changed a little bit since then. You know the way we set up things like that. But you know we we trusted him because he's worked with us before. He knows what he's doing. And then we had our front of house guy um, who runs our sound as well. <clears throat> but it wasn't the, the the team that we had had on the last run, which was what I, which is what I was hoping to get. But People aren't available, things like that, you know. So it's actually very hard to find crew guys these days. I think after the COVID shit, maybe. Cheers, guys. And so we, so they got us set up, and then you know I'm I'm noticing, and this is within our our 20 minutes, and we were already over. Our friends Bump and Uglies had gone over their time a little bit, but that's because they started late because they were having issues going on. So it's just a complete mess. So we were already up behind, and then we're getting on, and I'm noticing like. My guitar is really like distorted in my ears. Sebastian isn't getting anything in his ears. They gave us these these packs that I, I didn't even recognize the brand. And we always ask for Sennheiser gear because that's what we use. We use Sennheiser for our wireless stuff. And so uh, we didn't get that. So I didn't know how to work any of the stuff, you know, because when you have like a bunch of people trying to figure things out, it would be way easier if we use the same gear that we use normally because then we would know how to troubleshoot ourselves. But now you're giving me some gear that I don't, I'm not familiar with, so I don't know how to use it. I don't know how to scan, like for new frequencies, I don't know how to troubleshoot things. So you're waiting on, you know, some house tech guy to, you know, he's trying to figure something else out and, and you know, put fires out over here. Or you're trying to put a fire out here, you know, you're waiting in line. So, and then I'm down on all, <clears throat> all fours looking, you know, looking at our, because we, we did bring our, which is this right here. It's our, our wireless rack, our console for, for our ears. Basically our, our mix that we hear in our ears individually runs on an iPad, runs on this thing. And I'm using an iPad to uh, dial everything in and forgot the iPad. So that was great. And I didn't, didn't realize that I would I would have just used the iPad that I travel with, my own personal one. Anyway, this wasn't hooked up properly. And then the input gains on 
the guitar wireless systems were all wrong. So mine was completely distorted and weird. And Sebastian's was like nothing. You couldn't hear anything. The ears, the ear packs they gave us, I have my own molds, but uh, the, the pack that I plug into on my back there was, it was all, the mix was all completely screwed up. And then I couldn't get into the mix to actually, fi actually fix anything because we didn't have the iPad. So it was a, just a big mess. And then things weren't coming out. And like, it was just, it was very stressful. And it like, so we ended up, we ended up, we ended up going on almost 30 minutes late and we had to cut. Yeah. So that means we had to cut 30 minutes of our set. We had an hour set and we cut 30 minutes. So we, we cut like a big chunk of songs out. And the whole time is like, you know, we're professional, right? This isn't the first time that we've had problems on stage. It's, you know, we've played thousands of shows over the years. And, you know, you kind of, you, you go to expect these kinds of things. And we've gotten really good at trying to put on the best show possible in spite of all those things. So it, you know, but with that said, it, it is very tough because you're in your head now. The, the whole thing about performing is that, you're supposed to know your show and your songs so well that you don't have to think. You just do it. It's all muscle memory and you just do the show. It's just a thing that just happens like breathing, right? And it's this like autonomous thing that's supposed to happen. But like, so when there's issues like that and you're getting RF and things are dropping out, like there's there are moments where I would completely lose signal and it's just quiet because those molds are isolating. So you don't hear anything you hear it's very muffled you know when you hear anything on stage or you can't you can barely hear the crowd so you can't hear anything you're struggling with rf issues like sounds like that things are cutting out the mix is fucked up so like i'm hearing sebastian's vocal over mine i can't hear his guitar at all i can barely hear mine i'm getting like too much bass no keys barely any kick and snare and like my mix is pretty pretty simple i like to hear everything right but with the drum kit, I don't need, I, I kick snare hat, that's really all I need because I can hear his cymbals and other things coming through my mic from where I, because I stand directly in front of him. So I, I mute all that stuff out. I just need kick snare and hat really just stay in time and feel it. And then I need some bass to kind of fill it out. And then I like to have the keys there and <clears throat> the other guitar and, and vocals for references at a low volume. Um, and then I have my vocal and my guitar, probably the loudest. They call it more me. So every, every guy has more me in their mix um, so they can hear what they're doing. And it was completely messed up, just a total shit show from the get. And so we're, we're trying to put on this show and I can't tell if my guitar is actually coming out. So I'm going, okay, this isn't happening. Trying to interact with the crowd, trying to sing the songs, trying to sing on key. I felt like I was um, screaming the whole time. So by the end of the set, I was losing my voice. It was just a nightmare. And then, and then, so couple that with like, it's a weed fest, right? And, and everyone's high as fuck. The whole crowd, they're giving out free weed the whole time in this parking lot outside downtown Phoenix. And uh, don't get me wrong. That's amazing. I love that. I think that's great. But the crowd is like super low energy and that's because they're all high as shit and great. They're, as long as they're happy and they're having a good time, but it's hard to tell if they're having a good time when it's like that. When the crowd's low energy, you're, you're wondering, okay, is this even fun for them? Are they having a good time? It sort of starts to affect your performance a little bit because you're like, oh fuck, I, we're not doing well, you know? But you're also telling yourself, okay, there's, they've been smoking weed all day. So, you know, that's, this is just what it is. And then, you know, I, I watched every band all day and, and after us, like 
the crowd was the same, you know, it just got even more sleepy towards the end of the night. And I get it, they've been drinking and smoking all day. So when you play a weed fest, that's just what it's going to be. There's going to be a lot of people just chilling and, you know, laying back in the cut, you know, hopefully enjoying the show. When we when you have a set list, you have it all planned out, but then we're chopping out songs sort of as we go. So the band's yelling at each other like, oh, what song? What are we cutting? What song are we cutting? What, what, what are we doing next? Like, it's just, it becomes like chaos. And I like to think of it as just a punk rock show at that point. But we also like to put on, we we like to put on a professional show. Like we wanna look good, we wanna sound good, and we wanna we wanna perform well. So that that kind of bothers us, you know? I wanna put on a good good impression because every show, as, as, as many years as we've been playing, every show there's always someone new that heard of the band and wants to check it out. And so it's like, you know, our job is to reach them and, and make them wanna come back and, and listen to the band, you know? and see the shows. So when we have those weird nights and I feel like I'm not singing well or we're just not on top of our game, it starts to get into your head a little bit and it's frustrating, stressful. So yeah, we we did the set, it was over, and I remember just thinking like, I can't wait till this is over. And that, that's that's not what you want. Like that, I, I do this because I love this shit and when I, if I feel like I'm not loving it, that's a problem, you know? So we finished the show, got our stuff packed up in, in our in our rental van, got to watch Long Beach of All Stars and Expendables, and uh, then we went back to the hotel, and we ended up, Long Beach of All Stars were staying in the same hotel, so, and it was this really cool hotel, excuse me, the Egyptian Motor Hotel, and it's uh, pretty funky, but in a good way. Every room had an acoustic guitar in it. Our room had bunk beds. They had Apple TV. There was a full-size fridge. Like, it was just, it was nice. It was a really cool spot. And it, in the middle, it had this bar. It wasn't super popping or anything, but it was just cool. It was outside. It was like this gravel area. Nice big bar. <clears throat> There's a stage behind it. I guess they do like acoustic shows or DJ stuff on the weekends. But yeah, so I got to sit there and talk to Miguel um, from Lumbee Stub All Stars for a while and, and Opie for a little bit. And just shoot the shit about Sublime and uh, you know, so for me that was really cool. That was a nice, actually a nice way to end a weird day um, was to sit and talk, you know, about one of my favorite bands with uh, the guys that were heavily involved with that band. So um, shout out to Miguel and Opie and that whole crew, but uh, it'd be cool to do a, a tour with Long Beach Ball Stars at some point. Um, so then the next day it was like a fly day. So just travel, so it was very chill. Got the got the gear, threw it, and got a couple of Uber XLs. Went to the airport, sat around at the airport for a while, and then flew to Orlando and got to a hotel. And oh, Sebastian's brother has a restaurant, a Colombian restaurant. So we got some some good Colombian food, delicious. And I'll have to find out the name. Maybe I'll try to put that in the show notes if you guys want to check it out. But got some got some good good Colombian food, and then played some Resident Evil and went to bed. And then Sunday we went to the venue at like ten thirty in the morning, and it was cool. It was like it, there was definitely a better vibe. Like um, it was it was sunny Florida. You know, I mean, it was gorgeous in Phoenix. By the way, I gotta say, all last week was gorgeous. But it felt like home in Florida, and there was a lot of lot of people that we knew, and we were walking around the festival grounds and checking it out, and you know, it, it was a good time. So then we, we, it's it's our time to play again. This time we had more time to set up. I think we had thirty minutes to set up, but we had a crew that was more familiar with our stuff. So, but it wasn't as smooth. It was like, it, it still, it still didn't, didn't get much smoother. It was like, again, we had some wireless gear that we weren't used to and the same thing happened. And then like my guitar was plugged in wrong. And so the whole time 
like my guitar was like distorted sounding. All my clean tones are supposed to sound nice and pretty and clean. They were like driven, like over overdriven, like there was a lot of gains in them and it felt like the same situation where the input gains on the wireless receivers were cranked or something or maybe it was set to, you know, a mic level and so everything was just really loud. So the, that was really throwing me off the whole time. We had to cut more songs again. Couldn't hear things. It was just a weird situation. It's just, I can't stress how important it is to be able to hear yourself and have your familiar setup and all your, you know, and sound the way you're supposed to sound, the way that you're used to sounding. I can't stress that enough. It's like things need to be familiar. And I don't know, it's just, it's so stressful. I feel like the show went better than the Phoenix show. And we had a ton of fans up front there, about a lot of Bally Hooligans. Thank you guys very much. There was, I saw the flags and people singing and it, it was great. You know, we had a good crowd. I think the, the venue um, is a little big. for the, It's like the second year of this festival, Florida Grows. I think it was put together really well. I think the production was slamming it. The stage was great. The, the, the PA was great. And they had a, co- a lot of cool vendors and, you know, Mark Longnecker from And the Summer Tattoo. And he was there. He, he's done a bunch of my my shit so it was good to catch up with him saw walked around saw some friends in the in the crowd and i could tell we had a lot of a lot of fans there you know so it was really it was really nice but yeah it's just the show itself the set it was very rough around the edges and uh it seemed like people had a good time and that that's the, the the one thing is like people actually don't notice those weird technical issues so much i mean like in the beginning you know especially in phoenix they knew that we were having a hard time like we were things weren't uh, coming out like they could tell we were a little stressed out but in the show the things that we're hearing they're not necessarily hearing and it looked like everyone was just singing along having a good time so if anybody caught any of that stuff i apologize we're you know we're trying to be better about it and we we're trying to get get the whole fly date thing locked down we've been doing fly dates for years but it's just you just never know what you're going to get and i guess until we reach that level of being like a huge band we're not going to get all the things that we request. So, and I get it. It's, it's, some of the stuff is expensive and these, these promoters try to save money. I, I get it. It's rough sometimes, but I thank everybody that, that came out to, to both of those shows, you know, it means a lot to us. We are going to be speaking of fly dates. We're going to be in Fort Pierce uh, in Florida again, this, this weekend, Fort Pierce, Fort 20 festival. I think it's just a, uh, I think it's a crunch fest. I think it's gonna be a bunch of hippies. I haven't heard any of the bands and, uh, we're headlining. So hopefully people turn out and like this, like our band. But yeah, we'll be in Fort Pierce this Saturday night, April 22nd, April 22nd. So April 22nd is my son's 13th birthday. And if I'm being honest, I didn't want to do this show that, that's coming up. It's my son's birthday. You know, it's his 13th birthday. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little bummed out that I have to go do this. The band has, you know, we've been, we've been going through a lot of hard times, uh, the last couple of years, not just with COVID, like we, we've been locked up in a lawsuit and things finally, things finally settled uh, a couple months ago, but it wasn't in our favor. So, uh, it's been a little rough. And so, you know, we, we kind of have to do the show to, to keep the money coming in. Um, and that's one of the things that I hate is that I, I don't like having to do something for money. I don't like, being under the 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 power of someone else the whole point of doing this career starting this band doing this is is to not have to be is to not have to work for someone else and not have to you know follow the rules and 
you know, we're, we're like our own boss, you know what I mean? That's, that's the whole point of this and, and make the life that we want to make. But, you know, having to make it a, make decisions based on money is to me, it's just not a good situation. And so we're, we're, we're climbing out of it, you know, slowly. And our, our, our team has, our team is sticking with us and, uh, you know, it's going to get better. It's just, it's just really, it's very stressful and made me really depressed over the last couple of years, honestly. So that's for a different podcast. So anyway, we're doing this show Saturday. I hope it goes well. I'm getting in and out. I'm flying in, you know, because we're going to do my son's birthday party this Friday. And then I'll have a little bit of Saturday morning to hang out with them, the family. And then I'm going to take off and uh, basically get to Florida at like 4.30 that day, Saturday. Play the show at like 9.30. And then I'm on the first plane back home at like 7 in the morning. On Sunday. So yeah, it's just, it just is what it is. I've been lucky enough to have, you know, the last 13 years, I've been able to spend my kids' birthdays with them because I think it's important. I think it's important that, that you're there. I don't care about my birthdays as much. I've had many birthdays on the road, you know, and it can feel a little bit lonely because you want to be with the family, you know, but usually the guys... You know, we try to, whenever it's someone's birthday on the road, we try to make it a good day for them. But uh, yeah, this time, it, it, it's a bummer. He's 13, so it's, it's it's a milestone. So I was hoping to be home for the whole weekend. But it just is what it is. So help us make it worthwhile and come out to the show Saturday. <laughs> Next weekend, we're going to be in, uh, we're going to be at a home. We're doing some home shows. So we got Essex, the Crazy Tuna in Essex uh, next Friday, the 28th. It's usually a crazy, the, the show's almost sold out. Um, so grab your tickets. The next night we're going to be in Solomon's Island at Tiki Bar. That's always a crazy show as well. And then we're doing Winchester, Virginia at the Bright Box next Sunday, the 20, no, the 30th. So grab tickets coming out. I'll be live streaming tonight at 9 PM. So if you're around, hit that notification button and, uh, see what's up. All right. Well, I guess that's it. I just wanted to check in, kind of do this informal little episode. Thanks for spending your day with me. Let me know. I've got some dates open for my acoustic parties that I'm picking up. Spring is filming pretty good. I got some summer left, early summer. But if you're interested, hit me up in the comments and let me know. And maybe I can come to your house or come to your party and play some acoustic tunes. Anyway, a new record is finished. It is mastered. And we are working on uh, getting that, the release set up. And we'll be dropping a single, excuse me, in May. So another single. But anyway, appreciate you guys. Have a, have a wonderful day. And um, talk to you soon. All right, peace.